Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I forgot to check the volume level, so that's why it jumped up there for a second. Hello, hello. I just woke up a little bit ago, so I'm very... My voice is very sleepy sounding. All right, let's talk about the words in this episode. The first one is course, C-O-R-S-E. Noun from the 13th century. It is archaic, and uh, the synonym is corpse. I wonder how that happened. So which one came first? This I'm guessing this one came first, and then it moved to corpse, because we still use that word. Uh, well, yeah, obviously it's archaic, so that's why it came first. But uh, but because but corpse is so specifically from corpus, the word, the Latin word for body. Why wouldn't it have started with the p in there? Why why did it become just coarse? That is fascinating. I'm so intrigued. Can't you tell by the way I'm speaking? Okay. Uh oh. What was the sound effect I just thought of? It was, I literally just had it in my head. Um, it was something like, oh my God. Why, 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 why it goes away? Okay, let's do something else. Let's do something completely opposite. Hello. That's the sound effect. Okay, uh, next word is corslet. That is going to be for definition one, corslet. And for definition two, it will be corselet. It is spelled like the first word, C-O-R-S-E plus L-E-T, corse, corselet. Noun from 1563, one, a piece of armor covering the trunk. And uh, when we had the armor diagram, we must have uh, mentioned it. It's, the, whole, it's the, the part that covers a lot of the important things in your body, the corselet. Um, Oh, and actually, I am going to guess, yes, for the etymology for that one, because it's different, it is the Middle French diminutive of course, which is body or body, bodis, Um, and of course, I'm sure, I'm sure that that is related to the Latin corpus, body, so it's the part that covers the majority of your body, Uh, at least a a good chunk of it, the majority of the important parts of your body. Um, and then, of course, you know, you take off the let, it's coarse. That was our first word, which is body, corpse, all that. You see how it's all related. Okay, number two is pronounced corselet, and it could also be spelled with an L-E-T-T-E at the end. It is an undergarment combining girdle and brassiere. Uh, this is, uh, corselet is a trademark name, so... You can, if you needed if you needed a, a combination girdle, I can't even talk girdle and a brazier all in one, it is a corselet. You're you're saving you're saving money. You're saving fabric. Maybe it's uh it's very economical to get a corselet. And that is it for that one. Hello. Next word is corset. So there's just a t at the end. First form. Noun from the 13th century. One, a usually close-fitting and often laced medieval jacket. I don't know if I would call that a jacket. Jacket? A medieval jacket. That's, uh, yeah, that's not a jacket. I mean, technically maybe, but I don't think people used it as a jacket. The way we think of it as now. Two, for corset, 
a woman's actually it probably is that jacket that I'm thinking of because number two is the one that most of us think of that uh, corset as. So yes, okay, fine. It's a laced medieval jacket. Here we go with number two, a woman's close-fitting boned supporting undergarment that is often hooked and laced and that extends from above or beneath the bust or from the waist to below the hips and has garters attached. It's a very, very complicated piece of clothing and uh you know we don't ex- uh, probably most people don't experience this in real life these days but you see in movies and tv shows uh people helping a woman get into one of these corsets because it's very complicated and there's bones in it to keep it probably stiff maybe uh yeah and i think the course the corselet corselet it might be similar to a corset, but maybe less complicated. Next word, hello. Second form of corset, transitive verb from 1845. One, to dress in or fit with a corset. Two, to restrict closely or control rigidly. And that's basically what the corset is doing, but you can use it, the verb form of it, you can use it in uh, everyday life. If something is being restricted closely or controlled rigidly. Next word. Hello. Did you say hello? No, I said hello, but that's close enough. Next word is corseteer. Course, T-I-E-R-E. Noun from 1848. One who makes, fits, or sells corsets, girdles, or brassiers. Corseteer, you got to go get those things from the corseteer. Let's see, the etymology isn't very helpful. So, we're going to move on to, hello, corsetry, corsetry. It's a T-R-Y at the end. Noun from 1904, underwear as corsets, girdles, and brassiers meant to shape a woman's body. It's the, uh, they're all part of the corsetry world, and you can get them from a corseteer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is definitely um, still, in a certain way, still going on, but less so with these specific types, uh, corsets and girdles. I don't think women wear those quite as much as they used to uh, 100-plus years ago. But there are clearly still clothings out there that... uh, largely focused to women to shape their body in ways that, you know, society says you should look this way. And I don't think a lot of people like them, but that's, it's the world. I am, uh, I'm, I'm glad I have never worn one of these and I can't imagine how frustrating they must be. Next word. Hello. It is cortege. C-O-R-T. T-E-G-E. You could also put an accent on the first E, which looks to be up on the left and down on the right. Cortege. Noun from 1648. One. A train of attendance. And the synonym is retinue. R-E-T-I-N-U-E. A train of attendance. Ah, this is probably, you know, when the when the women had to put on the corsets they needed a whole bunch of attendants to help them 
So that's probably their cortege. Number two, the synonym is procession, but especially a funeral procession. This is French cortege from Italian corteggio, from corteggiare, which means to court, from the word court, which means court, which is from Latin cohors, which means enclosure, and there's more at the word court. Next word, hello. It is cortex. Yes, that is an X at the end, cortex. Noun from 1677, 1A1, the outer or superficial part of an organ or bodily structure, as the kidney, adrenal gland, or cerebellum, or a bone. The superficial, the outer or superficial part of an organ or bodily structure. Um, So those are the cortex parts, Um, especially the synonym cerebral cortex. 1A2, the protonaceous, usually pigmented layer of a hair below the cuticle. Protein, oh, the word protein is in there. Proteinaceous, usually pigmented, pigmented, pigmented? How do you say this word? It's pigmented, pigmented. Uh, It's a pigmented layer of hair below the cuticle. So that's the thing, I think, right on the edge of the skin. 1B, the outer part of some organisms. And examples of those organisms would be paramecia. So the outer part of the paramecia is the cortex. Two, a plant bark or rind used medicinally. And an example of that bark or rind would be cinchona or cinchona. And I vaguely remember reading that, but I don't remember what it said. Uh, That word starts with a C if you want to go look it up. 3A, the typically parenchymatous parenchymatous layer of tissue external to the vascular tissue and internal to the corky or epidermal tissues of a green plant. Uh, Yeah, it's the outer part of a plant, essentially. That's the easy way to say it. Um, And then broadly, all tissues external to the xylem. And the xylem is X-Y-L-E-M. Got to wait a long, long time until we get to that word. 3B, an outer or investing layer of various algae, lichens, or fungi. Cortex, cortex, that is the word that we just talked about. Uh, It is from the Latin cortex, which basically just means bark. Bark! And there's more at the word cuiras. I've seen that before. We haven't gotten to it yet. C-U-I-R-A-S-S. So I don't know what it means. Okay, next word. Hello? It is the word cortical. Adjective from 1671. One, of, relating to, or consisting of cortex. Two, involving or resulting from the action or condition of the cerebral cortex. That cortex is very cerebral. Cortically, cortically, that is an adverb. Next word, hello. That was weird. Uh, It is cortico. 
it is a prefix for just cortex, um, as in the example corticotropin. We're going to see that soon. Corticocortex. Next word. Hello. Corticoid. C-O-I-D at the end. Noun from 1941. And the synonym is corticosteroid. So, uh, and then corticoid is also an adjective. So, I'm not sure which came first. We're going to find that out. Actually, corticoid was first. And then it became corticosteroid. Because our next word, hello, it is corticosteroid. Hard to say. All one word, noun from 1944. Corticoid was 1941. Corticosteroid is 1944. Any of various adrenal cortex steroids, as corticosterone, cortisone, and aldosterone, used medically, especially as anti-inflammatory agents. So, any of various adrenal cortex steroids used medically, especially as anti-inflammatory agents. They're going to cut down on the inflammation in your body, hopefully. And uh, examples of those, as I read terribly, are corticosterone, cortisone, and aldosterone. And that word goes over to the second line. Um, And then it says compare to glucocorticoid and mineralocorticoid. Mineralocorticoid. So those are related somehow to corticosteroids. Next word. Trying to think of other ways to say hello. Hello! It is corticosterone. So this was one of the examples in the last one. Corticosterone. S-T-E-R-O-N-E. All one word. You can pronounce it a few ways. Corticosterone. St- yeah, okay. Noun from 1937. A colorless crystalline corticosteroid. C21H30O4. That is important in protein and carbohydrate metabolism. You got to get it so you can metabolize proteins and carbs. Next word. Hello. Corticotropin. Here's that one that I mentioned before. Corticotropin. You can spell it... Oh, instead of tropin, you can pronounce it and spell it trophin uh, with a PH. Although, is it... uh, You know, it's not a pronunciation. No, it is. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Corticotropin or corticotrophin with a F. Noun from 1946. The synonym is just A-C-T-H, which I believe is all caps, um, A-C-T-H, but then also, there's a definition to it, a preparation of A-C-T-H that is used especially in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis and rheumatic fever. Corticotropin is your friend. I was actually just talking to somebody yesterday whose wife is a uh, specializes she's a doctor specializes in the rheumatology world so i'm sure she knows all about corticotropins okay we have made it to the last word 
Hello, hello, hello. 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 Cortisol. C-O-R-T-I-S-O-L. Cortisol. 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 Noun from 1951. It's one big definition. A glucocorticoid, C21, H30, O5, produced by the adrenal cortex upon stimulation by ACTH that mediates various metabolic processes as gluconeogenesis. It has anti-inflammatory and immunosuppressive properties and whose levels in the blood may become elevated in response to physical or psychological stress, called also hydrocortisone. Hydrocortisone. Okay, so this is stuff that is made in your body by the adrenal cortex. Uh, let's see, stimulated by HCTH, mediates various metabolic processes. Um, it's, uh, it, yes, it uh, controls the, the metabolism, and it, uh, it can be anti-inflammatory, and also uh, immunosuppressive. So does that, it calms down your immune response, or does it something? Um, and uh, it can be, I wonder if this is, it's, but it's, it's good, it's anti-inflammatory, but it's also, so I'm not sure if it's good or bad. I think it's probably a good thing. Uh, but maybe too much of it is bad, because it can become elevated um, in physical and psychological stress. So that's not good. You know, I think enough of it is good, maybe not too much. Scientists, let me know how I got that wrong. Okay, so the words in this episode were coarse, corselet, corslet, corset, corseteer, corsetry, cortege, cortex, cortical, cortico, corticoid, corticosteroid, corticosterone, corticotropin, and cortisol. Hmm, this, we kind of just had uh, almost like two sections here with clothes and cortex stuff. Uh, Let's see, what one was the best? I will pick corticosteroid just because it's a fun word, I guess. Corticosteroid, corticosteroid. Corticosteroid, I said it wrong. Corticosteroid. Yeah. All right, so I have to read the holidays for today when this episode is airing. It is the second day of Ayam Iha, that is the Baha'i faith. I'm sure I have pronounced it badly. In Vietnam, it is Doctor's Day. In the Dominican Republic, it is Independence Day from... Haiti in 1844, and uh, so interesting. So they share an island. It's split right down the middle, and uh, one half is the Dominican Republic, and the other half is Haiti. And uh, hmm, I wonder what the what the story was there. I don't know anything about the independence of them. They're like, well, we we want to be our own thing, and you can be your own thing. And Haiti was like, all right, that's cool. Let's just draw a line through through here. Um, in uh, some Afrikaners in South Africa are celebrating Majuba Day. In Maharashtra, India, it is Marathi Language Day. It is World NGO Day. 
It is uh, the Screen Actors Guild Awards SAG. They, they are celebrating the people who did the acting. Spain and Netherlands has Carnival. Um, also Argentina and Brazil, Carnival Sunday. Did they have Carnival Thursday, Carnival Friday, Carnival Saturday, Carnival Sunday? How many? Is it like a week? Argentina also has National Grape Harvest Festival. Fun Holidays, International Polar Bear Day, National Kahlua Day, it's like a sort of coffee-flavored liqueur, National Protein Day, make sure you get your protein. You know, even people who are vegan who don't eat a lot of protein, I think you still get enough. Protein deficiency is not often a thing except in uh, rare circumstances, I think, um, for whatever reason, but um, yeah. I'm vegan. I'm not worried about getting my protein. You still got to make sure you get your protein. But uh, most people get too much, actually. So maybe even cut down on your protein. Don't eat so much meat. Um, It is National Retro Day. So go buy something that's retro-looking. National Strawberry Day. No-brainer day. Just do things that don't take any thought. Pokemon Day. I can safely say I have, I believe, never played a Pokemon game. I don't think I've ever watched a Pokemon cartoon or anything. The only thing that I'm tempted, which I haven't done yet, is to watch Detective Pikachu because it actually looks like it's fun. But I don't know what the people think. Uh, and then lastly, we're going to check this page for anything else that we have may may have missed. It is Anosmia Awareness Day. That is where it's, it's hard to smell, Anosmia. So be aware of the no smelling today. All right, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.